gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the Legacy of Legends podcast. And I'm your host, the Boss King, Chase Carter. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. And today, we're here to talk all about the Immortal One, Hulk Hogan. It had so many different names. And ladies and gentlemen, it is that WrestleMania season. And it's going to be Hulkamania, baby, running wild. But the only question is, will we see him at WrestleMania this year or not? We don't know from the reports we've been hearing. Doesn't look like maybe he won't be there, but we'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, would you please welcome in the one, the only, Mr. Hillary Bob Joe. Well, it's about damn time you gave me a proper introduction, you yellow bastard, you. Great to have you back, Mr. Bob. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing just fine. It's WrestleMania season, baby, and I'm glad that we're going to get to do a Legacy Election podcast here today, talking all about the Immortal One Hulk Hogan, baby. Absolutely. And we're going to not waste any time. We're going to get right into this, ladies and gentlemen, on 18 things that you probably didn't know about Hulk Hogan. And let's go right into it, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I, before we do that, I want to ask you uh, your thoughts on uh, the, the Immortal One Hulk Hogan. Well, he was the guy who made WrestleMania what it is, and I think you made the right choice, boss, by saving this legacy of podcast, Legend Podcast, saving it for WrestleMania season. WrestleMania is upon us, which will be happening next Sunday, and this guy right here is the guy who put WrestleMania on the map. He's the guy that put WWE on the map. He is the guy who revolutionized the sports of wrestling. He is... The icon. He is the legendary. He's kind of like the Phenon. I think a lot of us would love to see a Phenon match versus the Phenon versus the Phenon. The icon versus the Phenon. Hulk Hogan versus the Undertaker. That would be freaking awesome, boss, to me. <laughs> I agree. Well, Hulk Hogan had so many different names. He went from Hollywood Hogan. Uh, so many different names back in the day. We're going to talk about some of his history. For all you wonderful fans, I want to thank y'all for joining us today. Make sure you share this live stream podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Alright, and here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it says, uh, when you think about professional wrestling, changes are, it says, one name springs into the top of the list. Hawk Hogan, perhaps one of, uh, if not the most famous wrestler of all time. When Hawkomania was running wild all over WWE, he was an unstoppable force. However, though, there was probably a lot of things you didn't know about him. And here are some of the surprising Hulk Hogan facts that you may have not known. Number one on our list, it says he's hit a early growth stunt. If you're wondering if uh, Hogan's real name is Terry Bala, it was always a massive, as uh, he is now. And the answer is Yes. At the age of 12, Hulk Hogan was 6 feet tall and weighed 195 pounds. All the training says your players and eating your vitamins pays off. And then fact number two we got on the list. He is the only wrestler that appears, uh, looks like, on a Sports Illustrated. These days appearing, looks like, oh, we got to add on here, put one second there. He's the only wrestler that reports on Sports Illustrated. These uh, days appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated isn't always a blessing. In fact, some early uh, suspicious uh, components see that the uh, downright curse. 
However, though, it says that doesn't uh, change the accomplishment it was when Hulk Hogan was featured on the cover of the respected uh, publishings of April issues of 1985. More than 30 years later, and no other wrestler has made it onto the cover since then, providing what a force of Hulkamania really is. And for more Hulk Hogan facts, it says you probably didn't know, uh, the next page below, it says we're thinking about the story so far. And we're going to be going over some of that. Thank you all guys for joining us today. This is the reason why we enjoy doing Legacy of Legend podcasts. It's talking about the legends here. We're going to go over some more interesting facts. Number three we got on our list is that uh, he broke his leg during the first training session at wrestling schools that are uh, negotiable, uh, tough for trainers that are trying to inflict as much pain as humanly possible on their students to test their endurance to their craft. And it says that is exactly what happened when Hulk Hogan was training with the legendary uh, hero uh, during the first session and trainers uh, purposely broke his leg when he returned to continue. They knew that he is, uh, was serious and it was making uh, the rounds for the pro circuit within a year. Fact number four we got on the list. It said his uh, first ring name was Super Destroyer. Not everyone finds their uh, wrestling personova on the first try. But becoming a hoaxer, Hogan played a hood character named Super Destroyer, as well as Sterling, uh, looks like Golden, and a tag team and a Brodus Beefcake called the Boulder Brothers. And for more Hulk Hogan facts, it says you, we're going to go on some more with some Hogan facts here. Isn't this fun, ladies and gentlemen? All right. Fact number five we got on our list. It says he's got his uh, name from Low uh, Fergnor when doing a talk show in Memphis uh, with the Low uh, Fergnor. The host noted that the baller was a actually a three inches taller than a 6'4 portray the, the, of the Incredible Hawk. It, uh, he commented inspired uh, him to adopt uh, uh, Hulk into the Personova going to uh, by Terry the Hulk Boulder, which uh, he was the WWE CEO Vince McMahon who suggested to change the name to Hulk Hogan. And uh, number six we got on the list. Uh, he uh, shrunk three inches. Hogan was reportedly lost about three inches into the height due to many uh, surgeries. And uh, he's in, uh, endured over the years. 6'4 is still a uh, telling height, though. With uh, We're going to talk some more interesting facts here about Hulk Hogan. And we got a pretty good lengthy list here today of all the interesting facts. And we enjoy doing this for you guys. And it says it, he wears a pair of lucky underwear by flying. And it looks like sur surviving more plane crashes and incredible enough. However, Hulk Hogan has survived, too. During both the crashes, the superstar was uh, wearing the same pair of red underwear. And it says he now wears uh, them every time he flies, considering them a lucky underwear. Uh, that was an interesting fact there. Maybe we all should just uh, wear some red underwear when we're flying. And it says uh, he was uh, the voice of uh, Brad Gil Gilbert uh, at a cartoon of the 80s 
1985 cartoon uh, The Rock in Wrestling was created and envisioned in stars in WWE as uh, superheroes. However, instead of getting into the wrestling voices themselves, they are uh, voice actors. Uh, Hogan was played uh, Garrett, and who was goes on to play the Ray's brother Robert on Everybody's Loves Raymond. For, and then we're going to talk some more. And that was a really interesting fact there about him playing the cartoon character. Up next on our list, it said he was considered the role of Batman and Robin. And it says, while Arnold Schwarzenegger was an incredibly uh, go on to play Mr. Freeze. Hogan uh, was also considered a, by the director of Joel and uh, also seen as a custom weight of 75 pounds, a film needed to physically strong the actor portray character. However, considering that the film uh, would go on to receive extremely uh, negative reviews, it was probably a good thing the role uh, went somewhat to someone else. Number 10 on our list, it was uh, scouted by both the uh, Cincinnati Reds and the New York uh, Yankees, and it says it's being said that Hogan was the best amateur pitcher in the state of Florida. So uh, much so that they uh, scouted by both the Reds and the Yankees. However, the injury cut uh, his baseball career short. Very interesting fact there, if you didn't know that. Number of fact, we got number 11 on our list. Is his favorite uh, wrestler is the American Dream, Dusty Rose. When Hogan became a fan of wrestling at the age of, uh, looks like, 15, uh, 16, my bad. And it says, at the time, Dusty Rhodes was one of the uh, half of the Texas Outlaws American Wrestling Association, one of the greatest tag teams heels of all time. In fact, number 12 we got, he worked as a full-time uh, bank teller. He was always interesting to find out uh, what stars uh, it would, would have done on his careers that didn't uh, pan out. Hogan, Hulk Hogan worked as a bank teller two days before moving on. Very interesting fact there. Didn't a lot of us may have not known that Hulk Hogan, uh, American favorite superstar, was the American Dream Dusty Rhodes. That's a very interesting fact there. Let's move on. Number thirteen on our list. He's dropped out of the uh, college to join a band. When uh, Bala was twenty years old, he uh, dropped out of college where he was a uh, majoring a business management at the University of South Florida to join the rock band. The band was called the uh, Rockus. And a baller uh, played uh, the bass. However, the move uh, actually ended up uh, helping the career, and he played as many bars where Florida-based wrestlers hung out at. Number fourteen, we got on our list. He uh, could have uh, been a, the pitcher man for the eventual uh, Georgia Foreman Grill. Before the grill was called Georgia Foreman Grill, Hulk Hogan was actually offered an opportunity for the, to be the spokesman. It later came out to the juicer in the line of grills of his own. Very interesting fact there. I did not know that one. That's why we do this. All right, number uh, <clears throat> six, 15 we got on our list is one of the most requested celebrities of a Make-A-Wish uh, Foundation. It is a need further uh, proof that Hogan's star power is that today is one of the most requested celebrities to meet recipients of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Of a fewer people to receive a mini request 
as he's done. The fellow wrestler John Cena is extremely popular, uh, having met the more than 300 reception, receptions. Number 16 we got on our list. He uh, credits, it looks like uh, a superstar here, Ali, with helping him uh, through the uh, tough time. 2018, Hulk Hogan uh, hosted NBC's reboot of the American Gladiators with Ali's daughter, Muhammad Ali, and she turned out to be unexpected a candidate for him. Very interesting fact there. And I was a big fan of the American Gladiator. Uh, number 17 on our list, he lived, uh, looks like, next to Vince McMahon uh, for more than uh, 10 years. H Hogan is said to uh, have lived in the same Stafford, Connecticut neighborhood as the WWE boss for uh, more than a decade. During uh, the uh, first time in the neighborhoods, Hogan and McMahon are said to have lift weights and rode uh, motorcycles together. Hogan is also said to have taught McMahon a lot about wrestling business. Number 18 on our list. Uh, looks like Bob Backlund uh, refused to lose the WWE Championship to him when Vince McMahon took over the owner of WWE. His plan uh, was to uh, have a reigning champion, Backlund, lose to the title to Hulk Hogan and turn heel. However, Backlund refused as Hogan uh, didn't have a background amateur wrestling. McMahon found a loophole, however, and had Backlund lose uh, to the Arn Shrink Backlund was uh, not granted a rematch, and Hogan would later win the title uh, from the Iron Shrink, uh, holding it until 1988. Very interesting fact there. All right, and some more interesting facts here for you fans. Thank you all for joining us. Looks like Harrison Craig was also a other children, uh, children who unfortunately was not stronger of being a man understood something let's see let me read this here some more looks like this is uh something else there okay well mr bob i wanted to get your thoughts on this facts that we got here from the incredible one and only hawk hogan well i'll tell you right now the incredible hawk hogan is absolutely a larger-than-life icon. He is a guy that has lived the life, the dream that everybody wished that we could have lived. And I tell you what, the ladies especially loved Hulk Hogan. And uh, I tell you what, I especially was a big fan of Hulk Hogan. The fact that he started one of the greatest factions of all time, NWO, boss. And that truly was a larger-than-life faction. They had up to over, what, 50 superstars in the NWO at one particular time. That is ridiculous amount of superstars to be in the NWO. They were like a separate federation or separate organization, separate company, whatever you want to call it. And they were going up against WCW at the time and it made a very compelling uh, TV and it was very interesting whenever we had Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff they were like the dynamic duo of the Doom Destruction Brothers and they were absolutely a lot of fun to watch Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan worked together as well as they did. And I tell you what, these fans really, really uh, booed Hulk Hogan out of the building when he finally uh, turned on his fans. By God, they were throwing litter. They were throwing trash. They were saying every foul mouth word leg that could come out of their mouth, by God. And that was the most incredible moment, I think, of Hulk Hogan's career when he turned his back on his fans and he started the NWO 
and Nindabio was born, and I, ever since then, I think a lot of these fans were uh, stunned because they all looked up to Hulk Hogan. They idolized him as the American hero. He was the Incredible Hawk. He was like Superman. He was like Batman. He was like every your favorite uh, superstar hero. That's what Hulk Hogan was. And uh, when he finally turned his back on his fans, the fans were angry, they were sad, and you, they had all kinds of mixed emotions. And it was uh, the most incredible time in that time in the era of wrestling. And it's something I don't think everybody, I don't think anybody will ever forget. All right, well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the top interesting feuds. A very good point there, Mr. Bobby, you brought it out. And that was a very shocking time back then. All right, let's talk about uh, some interesting feuds here for the incredible one, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. Some of the uh, call the greatest feud in WWE history. While they may have been an extension there, it says, I think the write-up, it says, was the uh, first time best. And as I did a, a whole blog and a rivalry a few years ago, and the greatest of it was Savage and Hogan. And such a great chemistry in the ring, and that all of the matches lived up to the hype. The critics uh, will say Hogan uh, can't wrestle, and I say Hogan can with the right opponent, and he was his best in the ring with Savage. Your thoughts on that feud between Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, Mr. Bob? Well, to me, I really enjoyed that feud. Like they said, they had the best chemistry. And you got two, basically, two superstar stars, superheroes, icons going in the ring at it. When you got two icons, two superheroes going in the ring, you didn't know who to cheer for because you loved both of them. You didn't want either one of them to lose. You were just hoping that somehow, miraculously, both of them found a way to win or both of them found a way to lose the way you didn't have, you know, it was, the fans were torn. That's what I said. The, 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 the fans were absolutely torn. They didn't know who to cheer for because they were both popular superstars. The fans both loved them. And I tell you what, whenever the time when Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage joined together to perform the Mega Powers, that was an era of time that I don't think anybody will ever forget because Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage were great opponents, but they were even better when they joined the Mega Powers. And that was a time and era that I don't think any of us will ever forget. And I don't think we'll ever find two superstars as iconic and as legendary and as popular as Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage was. And that's the reason why Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage is going to go down in history as probably one of the most greatest matchups of all time, boss. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk about another one here. Hulk Hogan versus uh, Roddy Piper. And it says, like the Savage uh, feud... It said, I did an entire, we did a blog on this one as a, a classic rivalry a while back. Hogan and Piper had a making of every great good guy versus bad guy story. And uh, it says, while these uh, two guys never had a classic blow-off to make a few the greatest. It says, they had plenty of tense moments through the two eras, and they put to right at the top. And I dare anyone to find any other moments and intense and exciting as these guys went head-to-head in 1980s. Your thoughts on this feud, Mr. Hilly Bob? My thoughts on that, it was brilliant booking, and uh, no one brought the more, more intensity than the Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan did. They literally hated each other. It was a most brilliant, brilliant booking back in that time, and as an era, 
that I, I wrestling was alive. It was alive and well. Wrestling was at its finest back in that time. And I recommend anybody to go back and watch Roddy Piper versus Hulk Hogan. They're going to absolutely love it because Hulk Hogan was good on the mic. Roddy Piper was good on the mic. Could Roddy Piper go toe-to-toe with Hulk Hogan? Well, the hell yes, she could go toe-to-toe with Hulk Hogan. And that's the reason why that made it even better, because Roddy Piper was a badass heel. Hulk Hogan at this time was a great baby face back then. And it was a time and era I don't think anybody will ever forget, and I recommend anybody to go back and check it out, and it's something that you'll never forget. It's something you'll tell your grandkids about, I can tell you that right now. All right, let's talk about another one. Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And this may be the most iconic feud in WWE history. Matches that don't get much bigger. He won these two at WrestleMania 3. It says their uh, main event uh, rematch was one of the most watched matches in pro wrestling history. It is funny because you look back and you watch the matches now and they're all pretty terrible. It says their first uh, run of the matches in early 1980s was much better than the Andre... Uh, heavier thin. Yet, when it comes to an iconic feud, this was right up with Austin and McMahon and The Rock. Your thoughts on this feud, Mr. Hilly Bob? Well, you know, looking back at some of the WrestleMania matches, I mean, it wasn't probably as long as some fans wished it could have been, but it's a freaking dream match, Bob. It's a match that I think any fan... And the wrestling back in that time, that is a match that any fan would have just died to see. Paid their hard-earned money to see because you got the largest, biggest superstar, Andre the Giant. And then you got the incredible Hulkamania, Wrestlemania, Hulk Hogan running wild. And it's just, it's just a match that anybody would love to see. It was like a fantasy world, dream world come to life. And I really enjoyed it. I know these fans really enjoyed it. Hulk Hogan won on that night with the incredible late drop. A lot of people don't really believe that that is a believable way to win. But, and it is still, it's something that, you, I tell you what, you're going you're gonna to tell your grandkids, you're going to tell, their grandkids are going to grow up and they're going to tell their grandkids, it's going to be an iconic match, rematch that we're going to relive and relive over and over and over again. It's something, it's part of history, and it's something you'll never forget. I can rest assure you, it's a, it's a must-see match if you haven't seen it, fans, of WrestleMania 3. All right, let's talk about another one here. Hulk Hogan versus uh, uh, Paul Aldoff. And it says, somebody uh, argued that Aldoff was Hogan's best all-time opponent. Their feud was a huge improperly has been much bigger than Andre uh, wasn't waiting uh, for the wings of WrestleMania 3. The angle was simple and it's still one of the most memorable WWE history. It says their match was a real as intense and right up through Hogan, bouts with Savage and Ted DiBiase. Personally, this was my all-time uh, Hogan's rivalry, but this isn't iconic as uh, some of the others. Uh, your thoughts on this uh, feud, Mr. Hilly Bob? Well, and like I said, these two guys brought the intensity to life. It felt as real, as real as possibly could be. And that's why it, it, it definitely going to go down in history as one of the greatest matches for Hulk Hogan. And you look at that two superstars that are as great and as, as legendary as they are, but maybe Paul O'Neill 
wasn't as maybe as iconic as Hulk Hogan was, but he definitely brought it to Hulk Hogan on that night, and I recommend anybody to go check it out, by God. Let's move on. Uh, we got Hulk Hogan versus the Big Boss Man. These two guys were a uh, Tresman's series of matches. Some of the best that you'll ever see between two big men. These guys loved to move, bump around, especially Boss Man. The Boss Man's athleticism is really pushed and went uh, towards the top, and the angles were simple. But their matches especially were legendary cage matches on Saturday night. Main event are some of the most best of Hogan's prime. Your thoughts on this feud, Mr. Bob? My thoughts on this is I really love this feud because Big Boss Man is a savage heel. He played the part so damn good that you actually believed it. There was a part where we fast forward in time where you see uh, the Big Show and uh, and the Giant. And uh, at this particular time, Giant just lost his uh, daddy, I believe, in, uh, in that funeral. And you see the Big Boss Man carting out the casket on a freaking car. It's the most savage thing I think I've ever seen. That's what Boss Man was. He was a freaking savage. And uh, that he came out there with that freaking knife stick. He didn't come out there to play fair. He came out there to play dirty. He was a dirty, dirty superstar. But he was absolutely, he kept finding ways to win. And, and I tell you what. And I tell you, he was one of the best superstars that we had in that era. And may uh, the big boss man rest in peace. And I recommend anybody to go check it out because he had some great matches against Hulk Hogan. And it's going to be something that we're still going to talk about for many years down the road, boss. Absolutely. Let's move on here. We got Hulk Hogan versus Bobby Heaton. Bobby the Brain Heaton. It says, you know, has always thought that the WWE would be a tremendous house show business. And it took Hogan and uh, Heaton. Uh, around the horn, the house, the shows, and it's a surprise that it never did it. And it's not like Heyman didn't wrestle, but instead they, they blew him for all the Warriors matches. Heyman's uh, family versus Hogan is probably one of the biggest managers versus champion feuds in WWE history. What I really love about this rivalry is that not only did it and continued in WCW, but he did continue to mock Hogan even more. And when Hogan turned heel, I love watching Captain Luo and uh, change the mouth against Bobby Backlund growing up. But Hogan versus Heenan was something truly special. Your thoughts on this feud, uh, Mr. Rob? I really, really loved it. And like I said, it truly was special. Made Bobby the Brain Heenan rest in peace by God. But they, it's really, it's something that you'll never forget about. Bobby the Brain Heenan, a very guy. He was very good on the mic. He was very vocal. He didn't ever know, really know exactly what the hell Bobby the Brain Heaton was talking about. But one thing about it, Bobby the Brain Heaton was entertainment. He was entertainment value, and he had you laughing, and he put a smile on your face. If he didn't have a smile on your face, he pissed you off. And if he pissed you off, he was doing a great job being the heel. That's why I think uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton was one of the best, most best guys on the mic. And I know, boss, you and me call commentary sometime for Raw and SmackDown and pay-per-views. But there ain't going to be nobody as great and as awesome and special as Bobby the Brain Heaton. He was in the class of his own, boss. And uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton, we miss you, buddy. And uh, we can't wait to see him again someday. All right, well, let's move on. May Bobby DeBrain Heaton rest in peace. Yeah, absolutely. Hulk Hogan versus the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. The ultimate dream match. 
fans like me in the 1980s came to think that uh, Jim Hurd and see that that something right. He didn't draw nearly as uh, well as as most would have expected, but their matches were really really good. And as I check out their house shows match on YouTube, especially at Madison Square Garden series, and they were action packed. And it says you'll get for a Hogan's match at that time. Maybe it's a similar mental, but Flair's fan and me and I have a thing that the former NWA WCW champion against the current WWE champion. Your thoughts on this feud between Hulk Hogan and Nature Boy Ric Flair, Mr. Bob? We don't get any better than this. And I really, you know, you're looking back on it and you're wondering why did it not have as much attraction, as much fan base back then as they would have gotten, you know. But I think it was a, it's a freaking dream match because you got... Ric Flair, possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. Hulk Hogan, possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. And you got two icons, larger than life, going at it. Then, uh, and it's just a moment that I don't think anybody will ever forget. Ric Flair was the dirtiest player in the game. He absolutely would cheat. He would find all kinds of way, whether it's in the rules or not in the rules. And that referee wasn't looking. You would find Ric Flair finding uh, some way to cheat. By a freaking low blow or a thumb to the eye, Ric Flair was truly one of the greatest superstars of all time, and I loved it because Ric Flair was great on the mic, great on the mic, and Hulk Hogan was good on the mic, and they really went at it, and it was a lot of fun. And I think out of all the feuds that Hulk Hogan had, this possibly could be my favorite one on the list because. It don't get any sweeter than this, folks. It really don't, especially when you got two of the legendary icons going at it. It's going to be as part of history, and it's something we're going to be talking about for many years down the road, boss. Absolutely, I agree. Let's move on here, though. Hulk Hogan versus The Undertaker. One of uh, Hogan's best views was uh, with The Undertaker because it probably showed more uh, more dramatic with the dead man and as just any of the of his opponents. Taker uh, handed a Hogan at Survivor Series better than most uh, expected. The Undertaker's character was corny, but the segments and Inferno Apollo uh, building up to the uh, feud worked. Iconically, though, it says the matches were uh, better during the run with uh, Taker than a more seasoned decade plus later. Your thoughts on this, Mr. Bob Hogan versus The Undertaker. Truly iconic, right? You don't get any sweeter than this, boss. You got uh, two options here going at it. You got the superhero, the daylight, going up against the dark, the evil, the devil. Might as well say we had God versus the devil going at it in this feud. And it don't get any better than this. I'll tell you what, Undertaker was one of the best at playing mind games. And in, uh, it is possibly one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And Undertaker would always find the way to win. And he would always get inside of your opponent's head, playing mind games, bringing out caskets, bringing out no God knows what else he would bring out by God. The guy, Undertaker, he was, I swear if he had a heart, he was black. And the Undertaker was pure evil. You never knew what the Undertaker was going to do next. But one thing about it, you're going to respect a man like the Undertaker when you get done competing against this man. And that's one thing about it. Hulk Hogan, 
and The Undertaker definitely respected each other after they got done fighting because one thing about The Undertaker will make you respect him. If you don't respect him before the match starts, after the match is over, you're going to respect his ass. I swear to God. Alright, I agree. I couldn't agree more with that. Alright, we got Hulk Hogan versus uh, Earthquake. Says, like the boss man, the series was much better than anyone uh, could have expected going on. Earthquake was a bit of a corny character, but a dramatic between them worked. Earthquake was laying out uh, Hogan as one of the most better angles of all time. It had a great chemistry and had a heck of a match at SummerSlam considering it wasn't even a championship match. Pretty impressive, huh, Mr. Bob? Absolutely. I loved it, and uh, it's a part of history, and I recommend everybody to go back and watch that match at SummerSlam. Even though it wasn't a championship match, boss, they brought out the best chemistry. They brought out the best fight, feud. And i tell you what, it was as intense as atmosphere as you could possibly ask for. It's a part of history, and I recommend everybody to go back and check it out. By God, it's something you'll never forget. Other than... I wouldn't want to be, if I was a superstar, I wouldn't want to be called Earthquake. I'm sorry. It, it sounds like, are we going to have Earthquake brownies or something? You know, it sounded very corny and cheesy, but it's a part of history. And one thing about it, if you got the right guy to play the part, even though they can have a corny name, if they have the right guy that can come out there and deliver the best matches ever, it's going to be something you'll, you'll never forget. I couldn't agree more. Let's move on. Uh, Hulk Hogan versus Ted DiBiase. Did I just say the best for last? The feud was just awesome. And it says it was so good that uh, this is, uh, you had a heel using his brains and Braun against uh, Hogan. Next to Savage and uh, Tebiasi arguably had some of the best matches with Hogan during the Hulk Hogan Big Era. They worked so well together and the size difference was never an issue. The fans hated, uh, looks like Teddy Biasi so much that, that the intensity was, uh, too, for finally locked up after the million dollar man stole the belt via Andre the Giant, which was right up the level with Hogan and Piper. I highly recommend going through YouTube and checking out some of their matches because they were damn good. All right, Mr. Bob, your thoughts on that feud, Teddy Biasi versus Hulk Hogan. Is as uh, good as you could get it, by God. It was so good. You ever had the best fried chicken in your life, by God? That's what it was. Watching Hulk Hogan and Ted Biasi, it was the best time of your life. And a guy like Ted Biasi was a savage heel. And, you know, Ted Biasi come out there and he always say, everybody's got a price, by God. And that's what I loved about Ted Biasi. And he had his own championship as well. The Million Dollar Championship. That's what made uh, Ted DiBiase uh, stand in a class of his own. A guy that came up with his own championship. A championship that he carried around. And his son, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., carried around for a little bit there for a while when he was in a hot minute in WWE. But there ain't nobody that had a legendary career as Ted DiBiase is. And he's a guy that we saw at Raw 25 not too long ago. And still, it's every time you see the man... You can't help but, you know, get excited because this is a legendary icon. And, you know, he always put a smile on my face every time I say, he comes out and says, everybody's got a price. And no doubt about it, everybody did have a price. And one thing about it, Hulk Hogan and Ted Biasi, 
truly lived up to the bar. They raised the bar, and it was something that we'll never, ever forget. And I recommend everybody to go back and watch that match. And I'll tell you what, watch all their matches if you can. It's on YouTube. It's on the WWE Network as well. Go on there, and you can watch all the Ted DiBiase Hulk Hogan matches you want all day until you're blue in your face, by God. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this would say what some really good times between them two. And uh, we previously talked about the NWO. Uh, but what was it like, Mr. Bob, for you to watch the NWO black and white, the NWO Wolfpack go at it back in that time? It truly was a special, iconic time back then, boss. And I loved it, especially when we go back and roll back to tape. The time that NWO Wolfpack invaded on NWO on that night, come out and assaulted them in the backstage area in the locker room, and it just absolutely just went all over the damn place. He was in the ring, he was in the back. It was psychotic, you know. It was something you'll never forget, and you know it's like it's it's almost like you got two games going at it, you know. Uh, it, it's just like the two biggest game, two federations, two companies going at it, and an invasion. And it was like it, you're trying to wrap your head around what is the hell is going on. And then, you know, Scott Hall was not apparently there. And the NWA Wolfpack was on a hot pursuit looking for Scott Hall. And they eventually found him at a bar after they, I think the third bar they finally looked at, they finally found the Yellow Bastard. And then uh, Kevin Ash went in there and threw Scott Hall in the, in the men's restroom. I think he smashed his head over against the toilet. We never got a cameraman in there to see exactly what all happened, both. But one thing about it, Scott Hall was knocked out unconscious in that restroom. And that, to me, that to me is going to be one of the most iconic moments you'll ever forget. And I loved it. The feud was great. And, of course, NWO Wolfpack had the icon sting. They, I think the NWO Black and White had Hulk Hogan. It truly was a very special night, boss. Let's talk about how special it was to see the icon Sting take on Hollywood Hulk Hogan. What was that like for you, Mr. Bob? Well, for me, I really, really love seeing the icon Sting and Hulk Hogan go at it. As iconic as they were, they were just absolutely brilliant in the ring. They raised the bar every time they come out there. Sting would come out from the freaking rafters. There's one thing about Sting, you never knew where the hell... And what time of day he would come out, most time it would be toward the end of the show, he would come out, and NWO would think, hey, we got Sting right where we want him, and then, last thing you know, out of the blue, the lights go out, Sting comes down from the rafters, and Sting always has that baseball bat, and one thing about it, that baseball bat uh, doesn't play fair, by God. And uh, tell you what, Sting would always go out and say, Who's afraid of the big black bat? Woo! And that's one thing about it. When Sting hit, started going with that baseball bat, he started swinging. NWO, uh, they had to hit it to the high roads, if you know what I mean, because they knew they were in for a, uh, a challenge that they were uh, going to be uh, not able to, to feed him by a guy if he had that baseball bat. That was a great equalizer for the icon Sting. And to me, it made it even more iconic whenever... We had Sting and Hulk Hogan go at at the Starcade pay-per-views in a time where I think Hulk Hogan, looking back on this now, boss, Hulk Hogan is the guy who allowed Sting to win on that night because he thought Sting was the best superstar. Most He was more over than uh, Hulk Hogan was. And I think that was the right decision by uh, Hulk Hogan to allow Sting to win on that night. And he made the right choice. 
and there was a lot of controversy into that feud, and I recommend everybody to go back and watch that uh, great classic feud between Sting and Hulk Hogan. It's, it's just something you'll never forget about. Let's talk about another one, the time when Hulk Hogan took on Goldberg. What was that like for you, Mr. Evolve? I truly loved uh, watching Hogan and Goldberg going at it. A time, test of time that you'll never forget, by God. Goldberg was absolutely as strong and as powerful a superstar as we ever found. We thought Hulk Hogan was the incredible Hulk, right? But we realized that, you know, Hulk Hogan was strong, but not as strong as Goldberg was. And Goldberg would come out and deliver that spear. And after he delivered one of them spears, there was hardly nothing left of you, by God. He was going and delivering them spears to uh, destroy you. And he did. It felt like an impact of getting hit by a car, probably. I wouldn't know what it's like to get hit by one of them spears by Goldberg. But I had to tell you, it, it tell you what has to most, must feel like you got a whiplash from a car wreck or something. That's probably what it felt like getting hit by one of them spears by Goldberg. Because Goldberg was actually a guy who was out to destroy your ass. And he would always bring that intensity of coming out and saying, who's next? He always played uh, that bad boy's uh, character, but yet he was so freaking over, everybody looked at him as a face. But Goldberg had one of the longest undefeated streaks in history, and on that night, whenever Goldberg took on Hollywood Hogan at a WCW Nitro pay-per-view, Goldberg defeated Hogan, and what it reminds me, I think, was one of the most greatest uh, matches of all time. It was a great night for, uh, for Goldberg, that, uh, you know, maybe Hulk Hogan let Goldberg win because he knew that he was undefeated at that time and he knew that he was so freaking popular. But it was a as a special moment for Hogan, though, because you're going up against someone as iconic as Goldberg is and the guy that was uh, undefeated, he was red hot at that time. And it's something that you'll never forget. I truly, really loved uh, watching Goldberg and Hulk Hogan go at it. The crowd was erupting. When Goldberg, every time the entrance of Goldberg music would hit, they would erupt, by God. They really, really, uh, was a, I tell you what, they were nuts over Goldberg. But one thing about it, when Hulk Hogan come out, he got a reaction from the crowd as well. It may not have been a positive one, but he got a reaction, and that's why it made it so damn special, boss. Absolutely. Well, we're having a great time doing this podcast for you guys. Hope everybody's enjoying this, and uh, we enjoy doing this for you guys. I want to tell everybody... That, uh, coming up next week, we're going to take a bit of a hiatus because we're going to be doing WrestleMania for you guys on the Limestar amp and the Lime Me amp. We're going to be doing a very something very special for you guys on there. We're going to be bringing you WrestleMania live for free on there on the Limestar amp and the Lime Me amp. Want everybody to look up Boss King seventy seven as we're going to be bringing you WrestleMania live next Sunday, and we're going to start a special start time on that, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have a three hour spectacular concert for you. It's going to be so epic, going to be so awesome that we have to call the concert Spectacular Mania. And we're going to start that, ladies and gentlemen. I believe uh, what time we're going to start it will be at noontime, uh, central time. So that will be, ladies and gentlemen, be at 1 Eastern, 12 noon central time. We're going to have a three-hour concert for you. Then... WrestleMania is going to get underway with their pre-show, a two-hour pre-show. Then we're going to have a five-hour regular show for you for WrestleMania. WrestleMania will be over seven hours uh, for their part, three hours for the concert. So all together we'll be on the air for over ten hours. Ridiculous amount of number of hours. So it's going to be an all-day event. Ladies and gentlemen, grab your snacks, grab your munchies, grab your drinks. 
and get everything ready for WrestleMania because it's going to be an all-day event. We're going to be in. Uh, it's going to be in New Orleans this year, and uh, Mercedes uh, Silverdome. And I cannot wait to watch WrestleMania and to broadcast it live for you on the Live Star app and the Live Media. Look up Boss King 77 as we'll be streaming live for WrestleMania on both of them amps. It's going to be an incredible night. And I hopefully that dream match between Cisco Nakamura and AJ Styles really lives up to all the hype because I'm really looking forward to that. We also want to tell you we're going to be bringing the NXT's TakeOver New Orleans. Cannot wait for that. That'll be the night before WrestleMania. That'll be happening on the Livestar Amp. Look up Boss King 77. We're going to have an incredible time on there. We're going to have a concert for you, ladies and gentlemen, at 7, 6 Central with Waka Flocka. We'll be performing, getting us ready for NXT's TakeOver uh, New Orleans. Then, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday night, that uh, that week of WrestleMania week, coming up next Friday night, we're going to be doing the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony for you and the red carpet ceremony as well. So everybody look up Boss King 77 on the Live Star app. This has been an incredible night. I really cannot wait for the Hall of Fame, NXT's TakeOver, and WrestleMania. Best time to be a wrestling fan, right, Mr. Bob? It truly is rest the best time to be a wrestling fan. I cannot wait for all these great times, boss. It's going to be a great time to call the action with you. And by God, I really cannot wait for uh, NXT's takeover. It's going to be really awesome when Johnny Granado takes on Tommaso Chapa in an unsanctioned match. By God, they don't get any bigger or better than that. These two guys hate each other. They're going to destroy each other. I can't wait. I tell you what, that North American uh, ladder match is going to be freaking awesome as well. We're going to crown a new North American champion on that night. I can't wait to see who's going to be getting crowned by God. It's going to be awesome, boss. It's going to be awesome. It's about to all go down, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait till we get to that night. But we're still going to do a little bit of talking here on Hulk Hogan before we wrap this podcast up. Uh, Mr. Bob, we want to talk about the Hall of Fame reduction ceremony when you heard that uh, Hulk Hogan went into the Hall of Fame, and it was in 2005 when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. What was that like for you when you heard Hulk Hogan was going into the Hall of Fame? Well, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going into the Hall of Fame, boss. As a legendary, as iconic as he is, we knew he was going. And I think what really surprised fans a lot is that why did it wait that long to, for him to go into the Hall of Fame? Because I think a lot of us were saying, hey, he would have been instantly into the Hall of Fame. Well, 2005, his year probably came and he got put in the Hall of Fame. Then there was a little controversy years later down the line where we thought WWE was going to take, you know, maybe Hulk Hogan out of the Hall of Fame because he said the N-word and a lot of people got offended and there was a sex scandal and all that crap going on. And everybody thought, you know, well, maybe Hulk Hogan's getting out of the Hall of Fame. But for whatever reason, WWE did not take him out of the Hall of Fame. But they did, uh, you know, took him off the alumni for a little bit there, you know. But they didn't remove him from the Hall of Fame, which I thought was, uh, you know, I think the right decision because he, he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But no sex scandal, and uh, that may have almost damaged the uh, Hulk Hogan one, his, his career. And, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan's went on multiple times saying he's sorry to everybody, not just to all the black superstars and black uh, fans out there. He was apologizing to all the superstars. And, I mean, what else more could you ask for Hulk Hogan? Everybody slips up. Everybody makes a mistake. Who are we to judge, boss? We should forgive him with open arms. That's what we do as a, as a family. You would do with your family, your brother and sister. You would forgive them. 
Give them a second chance. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody makes a mistake. Nobody's perfect. And like I said, boss, who are we to judge him whenever we, you know, we make up mistakes. And I know the more the eyes are on a prize or someone like him, but like I said, at the end of the day, he's still human just like we are, you know. And I think these fans need to move on and forgive him by God. I agree. But uh, because especially with Mark Henry and uh, Hunk Hogan, you can see that they, they Hunk, Mark Henry's definitely not happy because we're hearing that uh, WWE is considering on bringing back Hulk Hogan again. We're hearing that Hulk Hogan could possibly be the uh, new general manager for SmackDown. What is your thoughts on that, Mr. Bobby? If uh, Hulk Hogan can become the new general manager for SmackDown, what would this do for SmackDown? It would really, really uh, raise the rating for SmackDown. I think you have someone as iconic as Hulk Hogan as general manager. You think that'd be freaking awesome. The fans would love it. You see how great Hulk Hogan was when he was doing the uh, the general manager there in TNA. And uh, we must tell you what, if, if, if they're going to bring Hulk Hogan and make him general manager, why don't they bring back Eric Bischoff on there as well? Maybe we could have an NWO reunion on SmackDown. Then we could have NWO uh, go up against uh, Raw one night. NWO could come out and invade Raw or something. To me, that would be an incredible night that no one will ever forget. I don't know if that's what Vince McMahon is taking, but that, to me, if I was Vince and I was saying, hey, if we're going to bring in Hulk Hogan, let's bring back Eric Bischoff, maybe make Eric Bischoff the general manager or commissioner or whatever. Hulk Hogan can be general manager or commissioner, whatever they decide to do, because we're hearing Shane and Daniel Bryan are going to be on their way out. Daniel Bryan's going to go back to wrestling. He says he's been cleared now. Shane O'Mac probably going to go back to doing Disney again. Uh, where if you don't know that's what Shane McMahon does on his side he works for Disney and no telling what else Shane does but you know I think that to me would be best you know there's also been rumors that maybe Paul Heyman will be the general man for Smackdown or maybe Jeff Jarrett or Dixie Carter or Edge or Christian some other candidates out there but to me my choice would be the right choice to make if they can get it done would it be to let Hulk Hogan be the general man for Smackdown that would be absolutely brilliant. The crowd would love it. Some fans may not, but I tell you what, one thing about it, Hulk Hogan is going to get a reaction. That's how popular he is. By God. He's going to get some kind of response out of these fans, and it's going to be something you'll never forget. By God. Yeah, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that Raw 25, we were going to get to finally see the return of Hulk Hogan. Unfortunately, uh, due to that sex scandal that was going on, WWE wouldn't, uh, due to all the sponsors that WWE has going on, uh, they decided to not uh, bring back Hulk Hogan on that night, which I was brought, found it very disappointing because, you know, Hulk Hogan did so much for the WWE, and to be, to be part of that 25th anniversary would have been so iconic and special, right, Mr. Bob? Absolutely. It's just very heartbreaking that he was not able to be a part of that. You know, even Hulk Hogan says that he's not going to be there at WrestleMania 34 this year. It's very heartbreaking to me, you know, and uh, we also heard Ray Mysterio was not even going to be there due to his injury he's had, and, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose apparently not going to be there either due to his injury, and the injuries are starting to stack up with WWE, and that's what's really sad, but especially with Hulk Hogan, a guy who put WrestleMania on the map, and he's not going to be able to be there, is actually a travesty, and I can understand how these fans feel whenever they want to see him. They just want to see him, by God. They just want Hulk Hogan to show up at WrestleMania, whether it be five or ten minutes of fame or whatever, 
They want to see the man. They miss him. They love him. And the same thing with uh, the iconic rock. We're here and he might show up at WrestleMania. We got a 99% chance he might be there. And that's almost 100% saying he's going to be there. There's only one small 1% saying he's not going to be there. And uh, I, I, for one, think the fans are going to really love WrestleMania this year, especially if The Rock shows up. But I think these fans would really enjoy WrestleMania more if Hulk Hogan was there, boss. I couldn't agree more. Well, fans, we really enjoy doing this podcast for you guys. And like I said, we're going to take a... Next week, we won't be doing no podcasts for you. However, though, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be back on the weekend after uh, WrestleMania. And the next time we do a Legacy of Legend podcast, are you ready for this one, Mr. Bob? Are you ready for the next one we're going to do? Absolutely. You bet you about a dollar, Matty. Who is it going to be, boss? It's going to be the one and only, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Oh, my God in heaven. Well, that is going to be a real freaking awesome time, my guy. I really love the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And may the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, rest in peace. God rest his show. By God, I know in WrestleMania, and uh, they're having Heaven Mania probably next Sunday up there in Heaven, by God. And Dusty Rhodes is probably going to be at the Heaven Rumble up there. And they're probably taking on some of the other great legends up there that are already there, like Roddy Piper, Andre the Giant, and all the other legends that have already passed are up there having a freaking Heaven Rumble running wild, baby. <laughs> yeah, what, what makes it really sad is a lot of these legends are no longer with us. But I tell you what, one thing about it, I think they're going to be looking down on us uh, next Sunday for WrestleMania because they were the guys, the forefathers, that paved the way for WrestleMania today. It wasn't for these guys that paved the way, especially a guy like Hulk Hogan, who might as well just be the leader, the president, might as well be the greatest wrestler of all time, the iconic one, the immortal Hulk Hogan, it's been my pleasure to get to talk about the Mortal Hawk Hogan. And we enjoy doing this for you guys. We hope everybody's enjoyed the podcast. All right, gentlemen, one more time, we're going to play the Mortal Hawk Hogan sting song. We hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. And hope everybody enjoys WrestleMania. Join us for WrestleMania. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for WrestleMania, baby? It's going down next Sunday, and we cannot wait to bring it to you. Here it is. The immortal one, Hulk Hogan theme song, the real American, and know that about it, he was uh, definitely real American. He was the absolute best wrestler we have ever seen, and he represented our country, and I think that's the reason why, Mr. Bob, we're always going to love this man. And one thing about it, he is actually a part of wrestling history, and somebody we're always going to talk about. Absolutely, boss, I enjoy doing this. And fans, are you ready for Russia Mania, by God? Happy Easter, you naughty little donkeys, and happy uh, April Fools, everybody. Absolutely happy Easter, happy April Fools, everybody. We'll see you, ladies and gentlemen, next time on the podcast, the weekend after WrestleMania. And we're going to be doing it all again next time with the American Dream, Dusty Rose. Here he is, Hulk Hogan's theme song, The American Dream. Thanks for joining. I'm the Boss King, Chase Carter, signing off. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.